Book 10, Part 3, Chapter 4 of A Class Book of Old Testament History by G. F. McClear. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Cliff Stone of Sydney, Australia. A Class Book of Old Testament History by G. F. McClear. Book 10, Part 3. Chapter 4. Decline and Captivity of the Kingdom of Israel. 2 Kings chapters 15 through 17, B.C. 773 to 721. The death of Jeroboam II, B.C. 783, was the signal for a frightful state of anarchy in the Kingdom of Israel. At length, after an interregnum of eleven years, Zechariah, his son, succeeded to the throne, B.C. 773. His brief reign of six months served only to exhibit his addiction to idolatrous practices when he was assassinated by Shalem, and with him the dynasty of Jehu came to an end. The reign of the usurper was briefer still. For one month only did he retain the royal power, and then was deposed in his turn by Menahem, the son of Gadi, B.C. 772. Either at the beginning or at the somewhat later period, during his reign of ten years, the new king ordered a promiscuous massacre of the inhabitants of the country between Terzar and Thapsacus, probably for the purpose of inspiring terror into the hearts of many who were unfavourable to his cause. 2 Kings 15 verse 14 A more significant circumstance during his reign was the appearance of the Assyrians on the northeastern frontier of his kingdom. Paul, king of Assyria, having been successful in his expedition against Damascus, advanced also against Israel, and was only induced to draw off his forces by a timely gift of 1,000 talents of silver, which Menahem wrung from his people by an assessment of 50 shekels a head from 60,000 Israelites. 2 Kings 15 verse 20 Menahem died in peace, bequeathing his throne to his son Pekahiah, B.C. 761, who only reigned for two years and was then assassinated in his palace by Pekah, son of Remaliah, a captain of his bodyguard, B.C. 759. The new king displayed a far greater energy than his immediate predecessors. The enormous tribute levied by the king of Assyria had greatly exhausted the resources of his kingdom. He resolved, by way of compensation, to ally himself with Syria and attack the rival kingdom of Judah. During the vigorous reign of Jotham, he does not seem to have been able to carry out the latter part of this design. But on the death of that monarch, and the accession of his weak son Ahaz, B.C. 742, he advanced against Jerusalem in alliance with Rezan, king of Syria, and took a vast number of captives who were, however, restored by the advice of the prophet Oded. 2 Chronicles 28, 8-15 so far as the Syrians were concerned, the expedition was successful. Reason captured the port of Elath, drove the Jews out of the place, and settled there a Syrian colony. But in other respects, the unnatural alliance of Israel and Syria was calamitous. In his extremity, Ahaz resolved to seek the assistance of Tiglath-Pileser, the successor of Paul, on the Assyrian throne, and for this purpose sent him a large and valuable present from the temple treasures. 2 Kings 16 verse 7. 
the Assyrian monarch readily embraced the opportunity of crushing the formidable alliance of Syria and Israel. Marching against Damascus, BC 740, he captured the Syrian capital, slew reason, and carried off his subjects to Kerr. 2 Kings 15 verse 29 Then turning his arms still further westward, he fell upon the northern towns in Pekar's dominions, Ejon, Abel Beth Maka, Hazor and others, and carried off the inhabitants to remote districts within his own dominions. Pekar was now reduced to the position of a humble vassal of the great lord of Assyria, and was obliged to abstain from any further hostilities against Ahaz. But that king had purchased this temporary relief at a great cost. Not only was he obliged to yield up the temple treasures as tribute to Tiglath-Pileser, but he had to appear also in person at Damascus as a vassal of that monarch, and did homage to his protector and even to his protector's gods. Because, said he, the gods of the kings of Syria help them, therefore I will sacrifice to them, that they may help me. And he not merely conformed to heathen rites, but actually sent to Urijah, the high priest at Jerusalem, the pattern of an altar he had seen in the Syrian capital and desired that another should be made like it. The high priest obeyed, and the idolatrous altar was placed within the sacred precincts of the temple, and the king himself offered sacrifice thereon. Moreover, every city in the dominion shared in the idolatries of the capital. Everywhere Ahaz made high places to burn incense to other gods, introducing the worst superstitions of the remotest east, practicing necromancy and witchcraft, Isaiah 8 verse 19, causing his children to pass through the fire in the valley of Hinnom to Moloch, 2 Kings 16 verse 3, dedicating sacred horses to the sun and raising altars on the housetops for the worship of the heavenly bodies, 2 Kings 23 12, 2 Chronicles 28 verses 2 to 4. While the southern kingdom thus seemed bent on rivaling that of Israel in idolatrous excesses, the fortunes of the latter kingdom had become more and more gloomy. After a reign of 20 years, Pekah was assassinated, BC 737, by Hoshea, the son of Elah, who, after several years of anarchy, was strong enough to secure the scepter for himself, BC 730. His reign, indeed, was not so sinful as that of his predecessors, 2 Kings 17 verse 2, but the doom of Israel was nigh at hand. He had been on the throne but a few years when Shalmaneser, the successor of Tiglath-Pileser, invaded his territory and reduced Israel to vassalage. This induced Hoshea to open a secret correspondence with Sosabako I, king of Egypt. But news of his defection reaching the ears of the Assyrian monarch, he summoned Hoshea to Damascus to explain his conduct and there placed him in prison. Then mustering his forces, he invaded his territory and laid siege to Samaria, B.C. 723. Its natural strength enabled that city to hold out for three years, during which period Shalmaneser appears to have been obliged to return to Damascus in consequence of a successful revolt headed by Sargon, to whom he forfeited his crown. But this change brought no respite to the beleaguered capital of Israel. After a protracted resistance, it was captured, B.C. 721, and thus Sargon completed the conquest which Shalmaneser had begun. 
Vast numbers of the remaining tribes were now removed into captivity and located partly in Gozan or Magdonia and partly in the cities lately taken from the Medes. Their place was filled by a foreign population from the more inland districts of the empire and colonies from Cutha, Hamath and Sepharvaim possessed Samaria and dwelt in the cities of Israel, whose existence as an independent kingdom now came to an end forever. End of Book 10, Part 3, Chapter 4 of A Class Book of Old Testament History by G.F. McClear Recorded by Cliffstone of Sydney, Australia